With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You know, you attack a people by 
by by by demascul emasculating the men. Then you masculate the women. How do you do that? Well, that's a part of some of these great American hustles that we're going to be talking about today. So if you're out there, call in 347-826-9600. I mean, you're attacking people by miseducating their children. Have you talked to some of these teachers about what's going on inside of schools? I work in them. I can tell you what I see. I can tell you what I hear. I can tell you that children have already have been pretty much given the right in most of these schools the right to destroy their own life before it gets started. This is starting at the school level. We're talking prison, the pipe, uh, pipeline to prison from schools. That's one part of it. That is one part of it. There's another side to that equation. Oh, that's part of the great American hustle, though, right? If I told you in 1963 that it was the students who led the movement inside of Alabama that led to the March on Selma, you would understand where I'm coming from. Revolution starts from the mind of the child. The child puts the pressure on the parents, you see, because the parent or the parents do it for the child. When the child is miseducated, when the child, ooh, 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 I don't want to go too deep into it right now. I want people to call in 347-826-9600. Press option one to talk. That's another one of the great American hustles. Hey, but if I was famous, I could just walk up to a woman and grab her by her vajayjay. That's what you can do, according to Donald Trump. If you're famous, you can just walk up. Grab them by that crotch I guess kiss them Something like that But you can do that when you're famous Are you watching this clown show They call the American Presidential election That's another part of the American hustle Oh that's a great hustle People getting their emotions all up Oh Hillary you If you don't vote for If you vote uh, If you vote against uh, Hillary And even if you don't vote for Donald Trump It's like voting for Donald Trump Man, the stuff is crazy. That's another one of the great American hustles. Look, man, the ancestors died for us to have an option to vote. An option. They didn't say you had to vouch for everybody. As a matter of fact, since some of you dummies like passing on misinformation so much, it's rare that the American people select the president. That's the job of the Electoral College. But you keep getting hustled. Yeah, donate some money. Yeah, donate some fear. Oh, yeah, go ahead and do that. Go ahead. Yeah, forget about her saying that African-American boys and, and men are these super predators. Man, you can forget all about that. We can forgive that, right? Because after all, Donald Trump is out here grabbing white women by their crotch. We can forget that. We can forget that these two 
WWE-style politicians are friends. Have you heard the story yet on what made Bill and, and Donald start playing golf with each other? No? Nah? Never heard that story yet? Me neither. Have you heard the story of what made their friendship break up? No? Nah? Me neither. They got pictures of these folks. When she gave a compliment to his family, she knows the family. She probably knows the first wife, too. It wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't. If after the election, or even right before the election, we wouldn't find pictures of the Clintons at Trump's wedding. These people are intertwined, man. But they keep hustling. It's just a hustle. Send me your money. Send me your fears. Send me, send me. Send me, send me. Oh, man. And this one right here. My goodness. Birth of a nation. Birth of a nation. Now, I'm going to be honest. I'm always honest, but I'm going to be honest. I saw the movie. I liked the movie. I did. I liked the movie. I'm a fan of any movie that's documenting historical figures that we don't hear much about or don't know much about. I don't care if it's true uh, 100% because most movies are not 100% true. I love the movie uh, X, but I know that it wasn't 100% true. It's someone else's interpretation of the situation. Even if you have everybody alive who was there during the time, everything is not going to be true. They have to exaggerate things for the screen. But if it gets you to thinking about Nat Turner and slave rebellions, it may, it's worth it, right? You would think so. But we got these black feminists who are upset. Because Nate Parker was accused of rape Even after he got acquitted I'm going to say that again Even after he got acquitted The young lady committed suicide Now once again I want to say it again He was acquitted So I don't understand why these black feminists Are upset Oh it's because he got a white wife I'm sorry but Look man It's a lot of these Hollywood folks Black men And black women Who are playing roles Of some some of the strongest uh, Whether it's the guy from Luke Who I think I mean not Luke But uh, yeah Luke Cage Man I love that I love that uh, series on Netflix Very inspirational But he's married to a white woman Flat out Right Uh, They're not protesting that uh, what's what's uh, what's just the name? Alfre Woodard. She's married to a white man. I'm not protesting that. I see sisters passing this thing with Janet Jackson and her being pregnant at fifty, and they're all happy for her. She pregnant by a brother? She get pregnant by Jermaine Dupree? No, not at all. I don't see them protesting that. So my point to you is this: this was a historical piece. That shit, wake up the mind, start echoes a little bit, get us prepped, get us primed, get us ready to learn about our own history. And to me, I'm I'm just shocked of the anti-rhetoric that's 
going against it. But this is a part of the the other part of the American hustle, and I'm I'm going to stop it and 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 take a break and come back and 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 go into these hustles one at a time because what's going on right now is people are are failing to realize it's an information age, but a lot of misinformation is put out there to keep us separated as African Americans. Then, after that layer is peeled away, there's people out there that are trying to keep just people in general, human beings in general, separate. But I'm only worried about African Americans because that's what I am. And I know, because of our disposition of slavery, we have a lot more work to do than other people. We do. Uh, a lot of other people, if you're Mexican, you can point to Mexico and say, hey, that's where my ancestors at least was from. Whether you speak Spanish or not, you know that, hey, you are a part of, you, you might be part Mayan or what have you. But you know, you, you can go back and you can point to that. You can, you, can, you, can, you can go and you can embrace that. What do we have that we can embrace? See, when you have a movie like Nat Turn, uh, Birth of a Nation comes out, we have to support those kind of, of films. It should be mandatory. I had a discussion, and I don't want to go into it because I'm going to go into it after the break. I think it's important to break this down, but I'm going to break it down after the break, after I break everything down. It's very important to to support these films if you're African-American because we want to see more of those films made. I'm looking at Haiti and everybody. We, we all pray for Haiti. We're all praying for Haiti. But I would love to see a movie about Toussaint filmed in Haiti that would allow the Haitians to reap the revenue about it uh, uh, from it. I would love to see even a series done to where the Haitians can reap the benefits of the cast and crew being there and them being able to build an economy off of that. I would love for that to happen. Now, I know once you get white folks on the island, uh, destitute island, you know, we gotta we got to worry about them molesting and raping the women and children and even the men. It happens. Get there, they start wanting to buy kids, you know, because a lot of them still got that slave mentality, slaver mentality. They'll tell you they're coming in peace, but, you know, but anyway, my point is we need to support this movie because we need more of them. There's more heroes and sheroes stories that need to be told. So we need to see these things. And if we don't see them, and we don't, and once we get them, we don't support them, then it's going to be less because that's an investment that somebody else has to pay into. Now I don't know what you were doing on your Saturday, but I'm saying there's plenty of time for you to go back and support that. So that's one thing I wanted to say. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to say before the break about, uh, you know, about Birth of a Nation is this. I wanted to see more of the resurrection. I mean, the insurrection came front on that. But it was a great movie, good movie. And I feel like what's going on right now between black men and black women, this anytime something happens where sisters feel like it's an attack on them, when white women cry, I feel like that's the biggest hustle. Because what happens is we can't do anything, black women, without you. I am saying this to a man who is married to a beautiful woman. 
Um, I am saying this, you know, as a grandson to a beautiful woman. You know, my mother, we have our differences. You know, we, we, we had a rocky patch in our lives. But I still love my mother, though. I still love my mom. And I know without my mother and black women like my mother, I couldn't have done much. So for me, when I sit back and I see that we have these problems with our sisters feeling as if when we get attacked, nobody cares, I'm like, where are you getting that from? Who's telling you we don't care? So these are all of the hustles that's hustling us. And, boy, let me tell you, when you can hustle the children, you can hustle the love life, you can hustle the struggle, man, what's that for the people? What are we going to be with all this hustling happening to us? I'll let you know. But, hey, don't fret, because you know if I'm talking about it, we just ain't talking about the problems. We got to talk about the solutions, because... That's what it boils down to. We have to talk about the solutions. We can't allow these people to keep on playing us. I'll be back in two minutes.
We back. So I want to tackle the first thing, man, because this is really what I'm noticing on social media uh, more than anything else. I'm noticing these stories where we're showing black women are being murdered, murdered uh, by, um, they're being murdered by uh, African-American men for saying no. And I remember an article a while ago that was depicting brothers and catcalling women and sisters were upset about it and um, I remember a, a number of sisters who were were agreeing with those articles and I remember other sisters pushing back saying hey you know we just ignore it that's how, that's the culture that's how we are with each other no big deal uh, and then I started seeing these articles and this was one that recently I read. It was, in essence, black woman killed for saying no. It says, a gallery of 12 black women who were killed just for saying no. And don't get me wrong. Listen, listen I, sisters, I don't want any of you to think that I'm not, I don't have your back. And I'm not siding with you or anything. That's not the case. I'm, I'm a, I love you. Um, and even though I might have disagreements on how things are done, I might have disagreements. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm quick to criticize you because I love you. I criticize you. I'll even argue with you because I love you. Because I know far too many brothers allow you. And I'm, I'm talking about even some, some of my own homeboys where I have to look at them sometimes and say, what kind of sucker shit is you on? Uh, excuse my language Excuse my Swahili But I have to be real Some of this is just terrible Because brothers I, I want to be close to sisters so much That they're willing to take any kind of abuse um, They're willing to uh, They're willing to be disrespected Not stand up for not only themselves But this woman Because here's the thing When she's disrespecting herself it hurts all of us. We're attached. You know, I ain't just my brother's keeper. I'm my sister's keeper, too. So when she's out here going through what she's going through, man, that, that hurts me, too. But back to this story, you know, I mean, beautiful sisters, man, beautiful sisters. And, and, and look. There's a litany of stories before I was born, and it's going to be after I die, where black men are being domestic, violent towards black women. It's going to be stories after I die. That was before I, I was born, where black men are killing black women based off of disputes. I'm not saying them brothers are, 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 are sane upstairs. I'm not saying those brothers are right. I'm not condoning it. But what I do not condone, I do not condone. I don't condone these stories in black publications like Essence talking about 12 black women who were killed just for saying no. It's a, it, go check on college campuses and talk to the black women who are being raped and not even getting a chance to say no. Go look in the urban communities. We just had a grandmother here murdered by some damn knucklehead who was shooting, right? 
and killed her in a van with her grandbabies in it. So black on black crime, black domestic violence is a problem in general. However, however, there are stories out there of black women killing their mates. I'm not saying as many. I really don't know because, to me, I feel like the problem still for all of us is white supremacy. But why would Essence be pushing this to you? Who are they trying to push it to? Who? Who are they trying to push you to? And you never get sisters to recognize this. They, it, you know, it's hard to get brothers to recognize it these days. Nobody believe black people don't believe other people have an agenda, and part of it is because we don't have a damn agenda. And if we do, many of us are not playing by the blueprint. Many of us are looking for convenient excuses to not go by the blueprint. Many of us are blaming, well, my job. Well, I make too much money. My education, see, see, I didn't learn that inside of my class. Yeah, the white professor didn't teach you. So we're not looking at this thing from an objective place and saying, man, damn, they hustling us. Damn. If I believe that, then I'm getting murdered just for saying no. She got murdered because she said no. Who killed her? Oh, somebody that looked like Ronnie? Somebody who looked like Tyrell? Oh, Raekwon killed her because she said no. Well, that's sending negative thoughts to your heads regarding black men. Now, let me turn this on the flip side. I think a year or two ago, Time, uh, Time Warner's CNN put out a report supposedly from the CDC that said that if you read it the wrong way, you could read it. It's easy to read these statistics the wrong way. That African-American women are infected with herpes. The majority of African-American women are infected with herpes and other diseases. Now, I've read somewhere where it's, you know, these are growing numbers. But it's not all African-American women. All African-American women are being tested for these things. That's false information. But if you're a knucklehead brother, if you're a knucklehead, and we got plenty of them. We got plenty of them looking for that excuse on why they don't want a black woman. We got plenty of them. You're going to buy into that story. You are going to eat that story up. You are going to be constantly talking about, oh, man, these sisters here, my goodness. Man, oh, man. I can't get with no black woman. I don't want herpes. You might be sitting around with it yourself. I'm just look, man. I, I just wanna. I, I want to keep it. I want to keep it as real with you as possible. I think all of this is to keep us apart from each other. I think all of this information, because information sometimes can be a, a good thing and it can be a bad thing if you get the wrong kind. 
Are black women under attack? Yes, they are. But so are black children. So are black men. Are we killing each other? Yes, we are. But when we go around promoting as if one of us, as if we're the enemy of one another, who does that help? Check social media out. I want you guys to listen and and pay attention. And check it out. Now, it's ways around this. Have you actually, sister, talked to a black man that wasn't online? I know all of you are trying to rekindle your high school relationships with your old booze, the guys you wanted to screw, but you didn't screw because he was screwing your friend or something silly like that, and you all want to rekindle this stuff. But look, have you had a face-to-face conversation with the brother or any brothers at all to go on a date? Seriously. I'm not talking about social media. I'm not talking about somebody being the middle person between you and that person. I'm talking about, hey, I met him in an elevator. He hey, seemed pretty nice. We exchanged phone numbers. We had conversations over the phone. We went on dates. Man, I got to know him. He got to know me. That's why we're in this relationship. I did my intel. He did his intel. We trusted our intel. Bam, we're together. No, we didn't let Match.com put us together. No, we didn't let uh, <laughs> FarmersOnly.com bring us together. No, we didn't let Black, Single, and Horny, uh, whatever the hell it may be, put us together, or www.rapist.com. Because in the end, when you're going online to most of these websites, these brothers who can't talk in person, who need these websites to get a date, that, those are the ones I'm worried about. Those are the ones I'm scared of if I'm you. Forget about people telling you you're safe. Go ahead and do it. You safe, girl. I mean, they got all the protocols in place. Right? All right, look, man, I I just want to, like I said before, it's amazing to me that we as a people act as if we don't know each other. And then we turn around and act like we don't know who our enemy is. I'm seeing black women posting this garbage all over Facebook. They're not, they're not, I'm looking at Roland Martin, and I really don't mess with Roland Martin too much because, let me, let me be honest with you, I, anytime I hear brothers dissing, brothers who study commit, I'm always leery of those cats. You know, I, Here's the thing, Christians. You don't want anybody dissing your religion. But you always got something slick to say about somebody who knows more about our people than you. You don't spend your time learning anything. So when I see somebody like Roland Martin talking about, and and brothers that be saying whole tip, I'm thinking to myself, hold on, brother, you, you still got that played out ass jerry curl, box curl set on your head? Go ahead and cut all that off, brother. You bought it. But I, I had to listen because, you know, it was talking about birth of a nation. And when I heard it, hey, it made sense. Why is it that black women are trying to turn other black people away from this movie? Don't come quoting Dr. King to me. Don't do that. Most of you are sitting in 501c3s, taking payments. From these organizations, these foundations, 
talking like you on a revolutionary kick. Man, revolutionary is creating something for us, not accepting the paycheck and sitting silent because you got a paycheck. That's revolutionary. Revolutionary is saying, you know what, man, it's dangerous to be married if it's so the case. But I'm going to go ahead and do it because I'm going to produce something for my future. I'm going to create a legacy. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have black children. Hey, it is what it is. Oh, wow. I was sitting there online and I just saw this. Dear black men, you are not pro-black if you're not pro-black women. Why even have that discussion? What kind of dumb shit is that? See, that, that's what I'm saying. It, these are the things like where where certain things didn't need to be said before. We just understood them. Now things are being dumbed down so much, it takes no level of comprehension whatsoever. Black blogger, uh, I don't even want to re- repeat the website because to me I feel like, you know, when you repeat the garbage, you help the garbage, right? But these are problems. These are problems. Got to take out the middleman and women. Most of these people can't get a date. That's the problem. They can't get a black woman to lay up with them. Can't get a black man to lay up with them. Or some of these brothers, some of these brothers, they, man, some of these brothers are just suckers. I'm just being honest with you. That headline of if you're not pro-black woman, can be interpreted and it is interpreted in all kinds of fashion. Most of the time it's interpreted if you don't agree with everything that certain women say, you're anti black women. If you don't go along to get along, you're anti black women. You wanna know? Go look at some of these schools. Go talk to some of these children. Yeah. Talk to them. I don't know what's going on at home. A lot of mommies are on their second time.
Oh, yeah, and a lot of fathers, too. I can't forget. They are going on their second childhood. Can't forget about that, Daddy. The weed, the homies. Yeah, they more important than the babies. We got to cut that foolishness out. Now, here's the good thing. A lot of uh, black fathers are back. So the majority of black fathers are back, so I want to make sure that I quote that because, I, you know, that misinformation is dangerous. A lot of misinformation out there, especially about uh, black fathers. So the other great American hustle that I wanted to discuss, man, hey, y'all, we, we, we got to do it for the babies. I, I really I'm, I'm disgusted by what I'm seeing going on. And the <laughs> They hear that the new buzzword around the Twin Cities right now is um, trauma. You know, you, we, we're not disciplining. And what I mean by discipline, I, I'm not talking about you got to suspend children, but you need to hold children accountable. It's it, it's surrounded around discipline. And, you know, they, what's, what I'm noticing with a, a lot is that every few years we get these buzzwords that people just run with. A few years ago, it was equity. Man, I drive around North Minneapolis now looking for equity. You won't be able to find none. Won't be able to find none, my man, at all. You won't be able to find a lick of equity, or so-called equity. Don't exist. So now all of a sudden, with our children, they're suffering from trauma. My thing is this. Are we going to talk about post-traumatic slave syndrome, the trauma from slavery? I doubt it. Because a lot of the black people who are leading this charge, a lot of the black folks who are leading this charge, those brothers and sisters, those brothers and sisters are, let's just be real, those brothers and sisters are getting paid. They are bought and sold. They, they're not trying to do it for the people at all. I, I, I want to point this out to all of you. I think it's important. I think it is important to point this out. And I'm pointing this out because I had a discussion with a parent today. And the parent told me flat out, I took my kids out of one school because I got tired of, one, I didn't like them calling me all the time. Two, I didn't like the fact that my daughter was fighting every day. There was no accountability by the staff. There was no, hey, you know, let me make sure that this is happening None of that took place. So I put my daughter in this other school. But my son is getting worse. He's coming home saying words that he never said before. He's doing things around the house that he would never do before. And I'm worried, you know, that it's because they're not holding him accountable at school. I told her, I said, sister, it's going to be hard to get these people to hold these kids accountable because we're all worried about the trauma. She said, what trauma? I said, well, you know, that's, that's, that's good. That's good you asked that question. I said, the sad part is no one is talking about what the trauma is. They're talking about trauma from living in the community, right? 
So you can be traumatically hurt, and I believe this. Let me say this. I'm not joking about trauma, but I, I want to point out to you the hypocrisy of these people because you have to see through the hypocrisy. It's a traumatic event or a traumatic situation to it's a traumatic situation for you to live in these communities, but it's not traumatic enough for you to move. It's not it's too traumatic for them to hold your child to hold your child accountable for the things that they do. But you need to stay around. Live around here. Ask them what are they doing to make the trauma for you or your child better. These are the people with the educations and the egos that are so enormous that no one can tell them what to do and how to do it. But they can tell you that you are traumatically hampered. Buzzwords. Things to keep them paid. I I like to point that out. Because that's where we're at. That's how they hustle us. That's how the hustle is won. It's about dollars. The public schools have figured out if Obamacare, no, I'm sorry, Obama, I was about to say Obamacare. I apologize. I only said Obamacare because I'm thinking no left, no child left behind that could have been taken out by the Obama administration but was started by the George Bush administration is the problem, and the public schools have learned how to navigate around that. We'll take the worst of our worst, and we'll put them inside of charter schools. Yeah, they will. There are not a lot of services in charter schools for kids. Parents, parents want to throw their kids in charter schools. Go take a look. Don't go by what they're telling you. Don't you dare go by what they're telling you. How dare? Let me ask you. Let me ask you, would you dare take $100,000 of your hard-earned money and go put it go put it in the middle of a store or the middle of the projects, somewhere you don't know? Would you put that money there? I'm, I'm asking because for me, I'm trying to figure out if we say we value our children as much as we do, why are we putting our children in in institutions that have not proven to us that they are equipped to handle our children? Why are we allowing these people to hustle our children to dictate their future? If the child is not learning accountability in the house, and I'm telling you, I thought it was just a few, a handful of people. Black folks do not discipline their children no more. They don't. It's because of slavery, because what the slave master did to us, that's what they say. It's because of that or this, a study or something. Now, you don't have to whoop your children, not all the time. You know, I've only given out a handful of whoopings there, only a handful. I don't whoop my children all the time because just like what my father did to me, he gave me the business one time and I understood that I didn't want the business anymore. So when my dad told me to do something, I just did it. But also what my father did after he whooped me, before he whooped me, 
and anything else, he would always hear me out. He would always encourage me to do the right thing. He would hold me to it. He would tell me about the things that he did wrong and how I had opportunities to do better. So, hey, it worked. I like my mother and my stepfather who just say, they just say, we're going to just beat the hell out of you. Right? Yeah, just beat the hell out of you. You're wrong. Even if we think you're wrong, we're just going to whoop your ass. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm telling you, teach a child accountability. You'll be accountable in front of your child. Don't blame your child for your bad day. Don't blame your child because you're living in the middle of poverty based off decisions you made when you were in grade school in elementary because you decided not to read those extra hours. You decided not to hit that spelling test up. And even if you made those decisions and you're living in the middle of the ghetto, that's even more inspiration for you and your child because what I tell my sons all the time, get your education. You know why? Because you don't want to do the jobs that I have to do. You don't want to have to deal with the people I have to deal with. No, you don't. You want to be able to work at least 20 days a month in vacation or work from home the rest of the time. Enjoy your wife. Enjoy your kids. Travel the world. But be accountable for who you are. When I send my children somewhere, I'm hoping, I'm knowing, not hoping, I'm knowing, hey, if my daughter's acting up at school and they call me, man, I'm there. Without a doubt. They ain't got to ask twice. My son, if he's acting up at school, I'm there. Without a doubt. I want the school to hold my children accountable for their behavior. If my daughter gets out of her seat or my son gets out of his seat and just punches a kid in the eye, I'm expecting my son or my daughter to be suspended. I don't want to hear all this, but, man, what are they going to do at home? That's none of the damn school business because it's my business to make sure that my children understand to keep their hands to themselves. I don't want your child punching on my child either because if we have to address it, I'm going to put my hands on you. That's just how that works because clearly you haven't taught your child. I don't blame children. I blame parents, but I'm also blaming institutions for hustling my people. Knowing that these people don't understand, when you go into a school and you ask, you say, well, hey, what is your curriculum? What's your curriculum like? What is, it, what, what is your curriculum touching on? What's the basis of your curriculum? What is this going to do? How heavy is it in reading? How heavy is it in math? How heavy is it in science? Do you do social studies? Are they getting extracurricular activities? Are they in the gym? Are they able to do things that's active, that, that have them moving around? Are they able to be children? No, we're just sending them off. We're hoping. We're praying. We're wishing. Man, they show you this superficial walkthrough to these schools. Yeah. Oh, man, trust me, they got plenty of black people that are well-spoken, that, 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 that speak up for these schools. Man, they're never there. Trust me. I know a few of them here in the Twin Cities. I can call them out, but I won't. We're not going to promote the car. We're not promoting garbage. Period. Parents, the way to stop the hustle is to do your research. The same thing you would do if you had $100,000 in cash in a bag. Before you put that ba- that cash, before you put that cash 
in the bank or in the middle of the floor. You should make sure you're double-checking and making sure that these people are not bad for your kids. You owe that to your children. You don't, you're worried about adults molesting your kids? Hey, there's some kids that can molest your children in some of these schools too. Yeah, it happens. It happens in these reputable schools. Yeah, the schools that everybody are telling you about that's so good. The one thing I know about schools is I know that just like the drug trade, the the the, the um, heads of these schools, they come off dropping bags of money to everybody. Man, they got the mouths of the town. They drop their money off too. Oh, yeah, they drop the money off to the radio personality so they can tell you how good the school is, make sure they get their free press from that person from time to time. Oh, yeah, they drop money to the to the person that's uh, that, that that's on, on the newspaper. Yeah, they do that. Oh, yeah, they, oh, man, they make sure they get some of the best minds in your town on board. Oh, yeah, those people that are so busy that they can never step in themselves to go walk in to see what they're co-signing. But all the while, our children are paying the price. All the while Man they gonna pump it up to you It's Afrocentric Black people in charge Man listen Sometimes Some of the worst people To be working with children Are black people Some of us Don't have no business Working with our children At all Just the way we Treat our children The disrespectful way That we Interact with our children We have no business Around our children We've we got to just be just And we got to be right with our children Because that's our future That there is our future We are depending on our children In the future To help us get out of white supremacy Or stay out of white supremacy If we don't do it before they come of age That's a hustle That we need To get rid of I'm Taking a small break I'll be back I told you guys man Two-hour show today. I'm not bluffing you. I knew I was gone for a minute. I see Lanisha's in the building. What's up, Lanisha? I hope you and Kai is handling that homework, and I'll be right back. You ever see that stuff to be when it get cold, that ice that you can't see? That's how shit happens sometimes. Now you know and I know I done bumped every hole in the wall, y'all Did you catch that phone call? Most of y'all didn't make me Thought I was tall Yeah, look like a deal Slip fell on the black ice Did you think twice? Home slice came in He went satisfied Got bent bars Ain't shit Mutant coast to coast Yeah, I left the boat Man, those so Too many coming close Cause touch what I never touched before Seen what I never seen before Woke up and seen the sun Sky high Sky high Circulate like a Sunday paper Papers caught long time The cheap flicks Good picks pay hard Watch the heart turn sideways Cause the tail For real sales To those who lose cares Players give you life for now Feeling good and warm When this roll tight 35 degrees Nip it tonight Don't forget the chapstick Lips dry quick When the jack out Make you wanna act out Take the slack out So people black out Watch what I, I never touched before came back out. Seen what I never seen before Woke up and seen the sun Sky high Sky high Touch what I never touched before, seen what I never seen before, woke up and seen the sun sky high. 
that's why. And look, I'm not a fan of public schools. I don't want nobody misconstruing anything that I'm saying. I'm just telling you, the strategy of charter schools has failed. The reason why it fails is because we have not created institutions, financial institutions, to support a charter school to where we don't have to really worry about the tax dollars. You can't, you can't, do, uh, you, you can't open a business that's dependent on money and don't have a cash stream involved or, or in place to make sure that it's uh, doing what it's supposed to do. Now, if you if you talk to me about the Hmong community here inside of uh, Minneapolis, yeah, they got that going, but they have a revenue stream coming in. We don't have that. 501c3s don't allow you to come up with a revenue stream. They're called nonprofit. So guess what? Nobody's profiting off anything. There's no profits to share. The books must be clean. I'm, hey, look, it's not hard. It's not hard, but we got to stop allowing people to hustle us. We have to stop allowing people to put us in these binds because they talk well or they smile to us, right? That's where the hustle comes in at. That's where the hustle comes in at, and it's a disgusting hustle. It is. It's a disgusting hustle. Have you ever, I'm, I'm telling you, your next off day, find the so-called best charter school in your community. Go walk inside of it. Go see what you see. Just say you're coming to visit. You, you don't even have to have children. Make up a story. Tell them you got children you want to just walk in and see what it's about. Just pick a random day, a random day, and just go see. Because one of the things that I'm noticing from our people is this. We're just taking everybody's word. I t- last segment, I told you. Hey, look, they tell you that black women are being killed by black men, and some of you sisters are refusing. There's no more qualified men out here for me. What's, what's the qualifications for him to be a good man for you? Well, he, he got to be six foot four. Dummy, you're only five foot two. What you want him to do? Sit you on, on on his knee so you can be like a ventriloquist? Oh, well, he has to make a certain amount of money. How much? What, what's enough money? What if I happen to? Hey, look, he got to respect me. He has to be able, he has to be supportive of me as I will be of him. We definitely you, you should be attracted to the guy, right? He has to have some kind of understanding of where you want to go and you have to understand where he wants to go. But you have to be compatible. Compatibility has nothing to do with money. It really has nothing necessarily to do with height, with height or even weight. I tell my friends this all the time. There's, a, there's some big sisters out here, man, that got some brothers out here that's going hard for them in the paint. Like, I, I don't understand this. Because somebody tell you to go sign up at at at, at, at a lifetime, all of a sudden we're saying, oh, well, fat women or fat men, uh, 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 they don't meet my qualifications. Man, please, quit that, black people. Quit, stop fronting. And, and, and that's the biggest thing about us. We become the front culture these days, thanks to social media. We front so hard. We like to front. We like to front. We front hard, man. I, I've seen... People say 
certain things, what they will do, what they won't do on social media, catch them out in public. <laughs> catch them out in public. Oh yeah, that that's that that's that group talk they be talking. And I don't mean group because they in a in a Facebook group. I'm talking about because a group can see it. Oh man, yeah, some of my homeboys come back and tell me some of these stories. I'm like, wow. And she says she would, and he said he would never. Oh man, trust me. Private and public conversations are two different things. Because we learn in the front. Because we're worried about what other people are going to say. I say go find you some love. Be revolutionary for sure. Make some babies. Yeah. Educate them babies. Yeah, build a nation. You might be carrying the next Malcolm in your womb. If you never allow the baby to get in the womb, how will we know? You might have the next, you might be, you might have the L's to produce the next Marcus Garvey. I'm just saying. We've allowed people to market to us our beliefs in each other. We have. That's why the hustle is real. That's why people are worried about Trump. Oh, well, <laughs> she said she's looking for O on this convo. Well, me and O have had this conversation round and round, time and time again, sister, and I tell O all the time, he has had some great sisters come in and out of his life, and he needs to learn how, once you're chosen, let these women choose you. And stop looking at them on a superficial level and look at what you can do with each other. That's the beauty with love. I wasn't expecting to be with my wife for 20-plus years. and she, She'll tell you, she wasn't expecting to be with me. It just, you know, I was just trying to get some. Sure. She was trying not to let me get something. And 20 years later, I'm still trying to get something. That's just how it works. You know, it's not always based off of um, this this, this uh, fairy tale love story. I, that's my biggest concern with us collectively. We're worried about, we're so worried about the right fit. And Man, listen, your mother don't have to like your mate. Your mother doesn't sleep with your mate. Your mother doesn't have to, uh, you know, foot the bill or have the bill footed for her. And when she does, by that time, hopefully you're married. But she doesn't have to like your mate. That's not how it works. We, we talk about all these archaic laws and how we want things to be changed and, and, and how things need to progress. But then you look at some of the stuff and we're still trying to, like, we're still dancing on the old stuff. We are like I, black men. I uh, well, this this ten to one. Well, look, man. If it's ten to one, brother, sister. If it's ten to one, and with that ten to one, you're gonna start disrespecting all these sisters. Forget those numbers, because it ain't 10 to 1. That misinformation, that propaganda, sisters, is part of the reason why a lot of these brothers are not settling down. They feel like they can just chill in the supermarket 
walk through the aisles. They grab it on breasts like they're checking out pineapples. You know? Taking off clothes like they're husking corn. But they don't plan to buy shit in the store. Because they believe in this mysterious 10 to 1. Some of these guys, let, let, let's say hypothetically if it was 10 to 1. Some of them wouldn't even know how to handle 1 to begin with. They, that's part of the problem. They don't want to be honest with themselves. You got to be mature to be with a sister. She's going to tell you a lot of stuff about yourself that you probably don't want to hear that you need to hear. Not that's not how she starts off. But if you get in a relationship with her, she's going to let you know about yourself. You got to you got to be on point, and we need that. You need your teammate to let you know when you're messing up. That's what teammates are supposed to say. You can work harder. You can work smarter. You, hey, look, hey, look, this is where you're messing up at. We we need y'all for that. But we don't want it because we're still thinking, well, if she don't like me, I still got nine more. Well, if she don't like me, I got eight more. I got seven more. And we just keep on going. And then the whole time, that perfect sister is just sitting in their face. I right, look, man. I I I'm just trying to let us understand that we are being hustled, man. They know. The world knows. Once we wake up and realize we we need to put the black family first. I don't care what your family is. I. I I've said it on this show. I'm going to do a show about it in a couple of weeks on polygamy. I'm a staunch supporter of polygamy. I am. Would you want your daughter in a polygamous relationship? If it's the right kind of polygamous relationship, yes, I would. Rather have her in that than a threesome or an orgy. Just being honest. I mean, look, our people are in a situation unlike other people. We have to start thinking outside the box. We have to start living outside the box. But we have to start valuing one another. Black men, we have to value black women. Black women, you have to value us. That that, that should go without even being said. However, birth of a nation comes out, we're worried about some white girl that got raped. What part of the game is that? And let me tie this if you don't if you don't remember, in the mid nineteen nineties, Time magazine did this hit piece on that Turner. I've been looking for this hit piece because I want to share this on Facebook. You know, you got sometimes you gotta let people see the motivation on why people do what they do. In this hit piece, they were saying that Nat went on this rebellious streak and started killing these plantation owners because he was he wanted a white woman sexually and when he couldn't get her he decided to start killing and raping that's the propaganda that they put out about Nat Turner now let's fast forward it to 2016 this movie was shown at the Sundance Film Festival last year 
Got a lot of great uh, reviews. People are talking highly of it. Nate Parker has been, uh, for a decade or more, he has been doing movies. No mentioning of Nate Parker and the situation that happened when he was 18 until it was time for this movie to come out. And just like that, just like that, just like that, the story comes out. And who's pumping the story? Who's pumping the story? Well, the main culprit pumping the story was the root.com. Did you read that article about the flop of the uh, flop of the movie and how it was inaccurate? I'm sorry, but I like X. I love the movie X, but I know it wasn't 100% accurate. What movie is? They exaggerate everything in the movie. Yet, we're not supporting this movie because of Nate Parker's acquittal of rape and the lady killed herself. That's Nate's fault, too. So, technically, I wasn't there. I don't know if he raped her or not. But let's just go by the law, because that's what white folks like to do with us, right? So, if we're going by the letter of the law, you know, like George Emmerman isn't a murderer, Nate Parker is not a rapist. That's a dead story. Parker doesn't have a conviction of rape. So why are we bringing that up when this story about this freedom fighter is coming to life? What, we don't like freedom no more? What, we're not about freedom? We got to get freedom a certain way? Now, I want y'all to be careful out there. Because what I've noticed, especially since the invention of Facebook, that there's a lot of social media revolutionary social activists who they jump from train to train to plane to plane to car to car, meanwhile running from ambulances or running to ambulances. And I'm just appalled that this has become a black male versus black female situation. It was a white woman. Is he married to a white lady? Yes, he is. Am I happy about it? No, I'm not. Am I going to watch the wedding of him and his white wife? No, I'm not. Hell, I don't even want to show up to the divorce proceedings. I just want to see a movie about Nat Turner. I want to show my children a movie about Nat Turner. I want them to understand, no, we didn't just lay down during slavery. I would love to see a movie about Tucson. So they can learn about Haiti and the Haitian Revolution. But we can't have this if we keep having this group, whether it's black men or black women, fighting amongst each other. Every time something is going to happen that's going to come out, we we always have to bring up the fact that one of us has it worse than the other. And let me say this again. When they attack, You, sister, they attack me. When they attack me, they attack you. We have it bad together. I don't care what education you have. I don't care what job you have, what car you drive. You might feel good in that car, but you feel better with me in the car. 
Yeah, you got a nice job, but you feel better when you come home to me after you get off work. Old Billy can't make you feel like I make you feel. I'm not even worried about that, and I damn sure know Becky can't make me feel how you make me feel. I don't care how much money y'all got. I look at some of these ball players with these white women, and I look at them, and I'm like, he don't look happy. He like a dude with a paid smile on his face. Because everywhere he go, he got to explain why he ain't got this black woman. He got to always get that prep. I love sisters, but she was with me when I was uh, shooting gym at Kentucky. Yeah, because they hooked you up, dummy, with her. The agent <laughs> that she talked you into signing on with that's going to leave your dumb ass broke. She wasn't there with you when you didn't have nothing. When you didn't have nothing, that's before you start taking the acting lessons. Who was with you then? Was that Tamika with you? Did she help your dumb ass read? Teach you how to write? You know what? I'm going to stop saying so many bad words because I, I, I heard uh, Lanisha is, is listening to this while she's studying with her son. So I don't want him to get no a bad influence. But I know for a fact, when we have nothing, we have black women. I don't listen to the publications telling me anything about you. When they said all you got, all of y'all have herpes, doesn't change how I look at you. I don't care whether I'm married or not. If I got a divorce tomorrow, I'm going to be with a black woman, regardless. If you got it, we're going to have it together then, because I ain't messing with nobody else. That's just how it is. Or we can sit down and try to come up with a cure. That too. Matter of fact, we'll be together and come up with a cure together. How about that? Because when we're together, we're invincible. No one can stop us. We just got to stop falling for these hustles, this propaganda. You sit online all day. You're getting the alerts to your phone. When, you, when you're stopping in the elevator, you're looking at Facebook, you're looking at Instagram, you're looking at all these things, it's just misinformation. It is. I mean, you can have, you you can be misinformed in a two-week period worse by with, with social media than you were uh, all 12 years that you spent time inside of these public schools. I'm telling you, you can't. The information is just ridiculous. And that's where we struggle. Now, like I said before, with everything, here is the remedy. Go see Birth of a Nation for yourself. Stop allowing people to tell you what they like, what they don't like. You have to put yourself in a position where you go see it, you go break it down, because I've I've gotten a lot of uh, movie critiques from people, and I go see the movie, and they say the movie is trash, and I end up loving the movie. I end up liking the movie. I end up saying, hey, this is a movie I I will see, you know, I'll see it more than once. I'll see it more than twice. So go do that yourself. Go and make sure you are taking care of all those things. That's what I would recommend. That's my recommendation to solve this problem. Do not listen 
to these sisters. And I'm not trying to knock sisters because it's not all sisters. It's just a certain type of sisters, the certain type of sisters that are upset with African-American men, but they're trying to tell you on the back end to go get you a white man. You can't listen to those sisters. They're not down with the team. I don't care how much they tell you they went to an HBCU. I don't care how much they tell you that y'all might share the same religious practices or whatever. They're not down with us. If they were, why would they be trying to get you to come over to another side? To badmouth a brother that they, hey, he's not guilty of anything. Do you, you, you think that those sisters are stopping from watching the Woody Allen flicks? Hmm? Are they still buying their sons, Tom, uh, not Tom, but uh, Peyton Manning and uh, Ben uh, Roethlisberger's uh, jerseys? You think they're stopping from that? I doubt it. After that, I played that fool Kanye West, right? I was sitting there thinking the other day about that clown, and I was wondering, like, man, how did this guy who made five music before that we thought was just so much for the cause, we thought Kanye was going to come with it, right? We thought Kanye was going to ride out for the people, and um, we know about the accident, we know about the situation with his mother, but the Kardashian um, fiasco was just sucker, just sucker, just sucker, just sucker. And I'm saying this about most of these brothers who are with any Kardashian or any of these uh, white chicks that they've picked up on because they're famous. I'm I, I'm just wondering, brothers, have you not learned from OJ yet? Hmm? Have you not learned? Have you not learned? You, you, you do this thing where you shun your people, you shun our women, but then when things go bad, guess who you run to for, for guidance? That's when you got to go sit on that sister's couch. Like I told you before, hey, we need you black women. We, look, I, look, I love the black woman. I, I tell anybody, man, the black woman is the best thing before sliced bread. Period. You are. There's nothing better than you. There's, uh, there, We don't have anything better than you. Period. We don't. It, it's okay. Like that's not a knock on anybody else. It's just we we gotta love y'all, cause cause without y'all, what would we be? However, keeping up with keeping it real, we need to teach we we need to treat y'all better, and y'all need to treat us better. Cause some tell me y'all feel the same way about us. Maybe it's because y'all stick with us when we're we're down and out. You know, maybe. You ain't sticking with us because y'all feel like we're worthless. So I, I'm I'm just, <laughs> she says she's <laughs> nods in agreement. Yeah, hey, look, I, I, I agree. I, I think that is awesome about black I think black women are awesome. I really do. I, um, anytime I see a black couple, I, I don't care what the couple is. I, I don't know what the situation is, but 
I'm always amazed at um, just how, just the beauty of it. You know, black men, black women um, working to, 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 to solve our issues, to figure out this problem that we have. I, I think it's beautiful. I, I don't think there's nothing better than it. But uh, enough of that because I – now I got to move on to the next, um, the next hustle. Man, are y'all paying attention to these politics? <laughs> now I grew up watching wrestling. I did. You know, ah man. You know, I'm like man. Whew, jeez. This is some straight up. WWE-ish for you Let me just The Clintons And the Trumps are friends If you lost in that sauce You ain't You will never be found Who am I voting for? I'm voting in the local elections And I am going to leave the presidential election blank As we know from 2000 When Al Gore handily beat George Bush Our votes did not matter this is an electoral college vote. The electoral college dictates who wins, not us. That's a hustle. That's the hustle. See, they hustle you because what they do is they tell us, man, we'll put in your money. So they got us putting our bread, so we, we, we put in our money. We, we, we're trying to make sure that we put our money in, and um, we're, we're trying to uh, donate to this candidate, donate to that candidate. We're trying to make sure that this person – um, voice is heard, and then we're saying, you know, we're undecided. You got the undecided vote. And in the end, they're just hustling us. Like, a vote for Clinton is a vote for Trump. A vote for Trump is a vote for Clinton, period. Don't come to me talking about if I don't vote, who I want in. And you ain't got nothing to say. I got plenty to say. Because regardless of whether I vote for one of these clowns or not, my tax dollars are going to go to one of these clowns. Now, with that being said, I gotta pay for their salary. So, as a boss, when you when you when you see the thing, when you know the hustle, you can't be hustled. Anybody telling you, man, you didn't vote, you ain't got nothing to say. It's plenty of people that sitting in Congress today who have not voted on anything productive. Some of them are getting paid by the by their state. They're not even showing up to do their job. And you're gonna talk to a person who's paying their bills, and then you're going to tell me and say, hey, well, since you didn't vote, you ain't got nothing to say. Well, that damn, that senator, that congressman that you're supporting, right, that person that's showing up to Capitol Hill that always find some meeting to be in when it's time to vote on something critical, they got plenty to say. They get paid to say plenty, and they don't. They don't say the right thing. But they're still collecting a check. So if I got to pay that check, I got the right to say, hey, man, I'm not voting for Hillary. I'm not voting for Donald. I'm not voting for Gary Coleman, Todd Bridges, or anybody else. That's just fact. I'm not voting for nobody. I'm going to vote for the local elections. I'm going to vote for the people who I know that my vote is going to affect. Until we change the election laws in this country to get out of this two-party system, with these clowns, it's time. The American people should be asking for, why isn't there a third-party uh, candidate? Why isn't there another option? No one's happy with the choices. 
So everybody got to hold their nose. How is it that no one's happy with the choices, but we got the choices? Think about that. How is it? None of us are happy with the choices, but we got the choices. Who who voted for them then? It's a hustle. They're hustling us. They're flat out hustling us, and they don't even care how they hustle us either, because they don't call on. They, they've caught on to us. African Americans, they've caught on to us. Look, man, all it takes is for someone to quote Dr. King, quote a passage out the Bible, and we and you got us. That's all you need. That's all you need. They, they get up there, they'll get uh, Jesse Jackson out there. Well, an injustice, uh, an injustice somewhere is an injustice everywhere. Brother, look, we've been fighting injustices every time. Nobody fight them harder than us. We fight them for the gay, the black, the white, the brown, the yellow, the red, the tall, the short, the fat, the skinny, the cross-eyed, the four-eyed, the tinsel teeth, whatever. We do it for them all. We do. No one fights for us. What about our injustice? Oh, we're the injustice that's over there. Yeah, that injustice that don't matter. We're the injustice that we always got to sacrifice our struggle. Yeah, we do. For the greater good of the country. See, that's the hustle. That's why they, they, they put out Donald and Hillary. That's why they got the they got Vince McMahon and uh, what, what's his daughter? What was his daughter name on that show? Stephanie McMahon. I found out that actually she wasn't even a daughter. That's all rigged here. Find out that Donald Trump really ain't married. We need to, you know, like he was asking Obama for his birth certificate. We might, we, we might need to start a start a petition, Lanisha, and ask for his marriage certificate. I think old girl was like a bride order, uh, you know, was bride order maids, uh, where, where where he just ordered her out of catalog. But anyway, I'm. It's just a hustle. It's just a hustle, man. They're hustling us, and and this is the thing that that makes me sick, because. I'm watching the news the other day, and they pretty much spilled the beans. You, you, the one thing about the news is a lot of it is lies, no doubt. But every now and then they let the truth seep out. Here's the hustle. Donald Trump don't plan to win. As a matter of fact, he doesn't even want to win. His prize for being in this election is that he will be able to start a cable network that will rival all other cable networks. He's already speaking as an outsider. He's already telling you the system is rigged. He wants to prove to you all how rigged the system is. And while he's proving to you how rigged the system is, right, he's going to create a network that's going to uh, that's going to get him paid. So by the next election, you will be watching Donald Trump flunkies tell you who and who not to vote for. That's the hustle. Simple and plain. Simple and plain. This is a business deal for him. This is how he's going to make money. Oh, for Hillary. Oh man, listen. You you do, do you not did you not see the play by the Democrats? You didn't see the play.
the hustle is this. Obama wins in 20... 2018, 2008, I'm sorry, 2018, we're not even there, 2008, Howard Dean, 50-state strategy, that was a DNC, soon as Obama gets in, they replace him with, um, what's the guy's name, McCullough, McCullough has, he takes the 50-state strategy from Howard Dean, he shreds it. They shredded it because McCullough is a Clinton backer. Obama had to strike a deal for Hillary to step out of the race. Like they struck a deal for Bernie to step out of the race. The deal was Obama had to step out. They weren't going to make it a hard fight. They weren't going to try to uh, dirty his name up if he just promised to give them what they wanted. And what they wanted was to make sure that there would be no other future Democrats who had a voice that could challenge Hillary Clinton. Oh, people thought it was going to be Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, she's not built for that. She's not a presidential person. She doesn't have those chops. She's a do-gooder. You got to be dirty to be president. I know y'all think Obama is clean, but you got to be a lying, conniving SOB. To be president You do She's not built that way She's a do-gooder she, I mean she lies Oh man trust me She's a politician She lies I mean the whole Native American thing When they was calling her Pocahontas I thought it was funny She's a $5 Indian She ain't a real Native American Somebody told her that story They paid their way into Getting Native American benefits In Oklahoma She ain't Native Look at her Blue eyes and blonde hair $5 Indian But anyway They made sure that there was no more voices out there. Remember, before Obama, you heard about Kwame Kapat. You heard about, um, no, no, let me, what was that guy's name? Somebody help me out here. The the brother in Massachusetts, what was his name? The governor. The one that uh, that replaced Mitt Romney. He was supposed to be a rising star. He plateaued. Then it was Cory Booker, the mayor of Newark, who was supposed to be a rising star. He plateaued. You don't even see these cats on television as much anymore. So they made sure there wasn't going to be no more Obama types. What other young, energetic Democrats have you seen since 2008 running for Congress or Senate? Do you know any mayors that's young Energetic and Democrat? No, you don't. See, that's part of the hustle. These past eight years was laid out for Hillary to get the nomination. Bernie decided that he was going to throw his hat in the ring because they honestly believe, believe Bernie had good intentions. Talking to uh, Brother Rodney and some other people, now I understand why Bernie he just he wasn't going to win. Not because Bernie doesn't have him. He's not a good person. But, I mean, hey, if you got a campaign manager that's scared of black people, how you going to get the black vote? So when they came up with the story saying that Bernie took the money, I'm not shocked. Because I'm pretty sure, just like most politicians, the Clintons were willing to bury Bernie. 
Bernie's old. He's old. Got grandchildren. I mean, look, man, he, he was just trying to get out of here peacefully. So, no. Bernie took a nosedive. But that's part of the hustle. You see? You didn't have a choice. Remember, Trump told you that he was going to beat the Bush and the Clintons. That's what he told you. I knew he was going to beat Jeb. Jeb, Jeb, Jeb was looking like that, that, that guy that, that can fight, but he, he, ran up, he got ran up on by a guy that was so delusional. He was so delusional that even Jeb was like, look, man, <laughs> I don't know even how to defend this. That's Donald Trump. He lies so much. They're like, hey, man, what, what the heck? What is he doing? What is he saying? Okay, Rodney, thank you. That was Governor Deval Patrick. All right, all right. So Deval Patrick, who was a rising star, what is Deval Patrick at now? Do you hear much from him? Do you see much from him? No. The Democrats under Debbie Wasserman Shaw, after McCullough, by the way, got himself elected. Debbie Wasserman Shaw made sure that it was going to be a clear path for Hillary. 2010. 2012, 2014, and even in 2016, don't expect the Democrats to win the House or the Senate. Where did Obama come from? Yes, the Senate. They just made sure of it. They made sure of it. They made sure, even during that time, to keep the CBC tied up defending themselves. The CBC, uh, that's the Congressional Black Caucus, for those who don't know, were under attack by the caucus leaders of the Democrats. How many of you knew that? That's why their voices were silent on everything. Oh, they were getting all kinds of flack from black folks, too. Oh, they speaking out against Obama. Well, they were speaking out against Obama before Obama got in because they understood the hustle. He comes out of nowhere. He's in charge. He doesn't. He, he, well, he's not eating dinner with them. He's not doing anything with them. Well, man, if if he's not eating dinner with them, he's not meeting with them. He's not talking with them. And this is before he started running. I mean, why would they be speaking highly of him? Why? I mean, those are the things for me that I that I want people to truly understand, look at, summarize it, because that's how you get hustled. You, the hustle doesn't happen once you get to the voting booth. You've already been swindled. So now, forget about this year. You got four more, year, two more years to get it right. Start off this election by voting in your local election. Create that rising star. Trust me, you're going to need that rising star to challenge Hillary in 2020. Better get him elected now or focus on getting him elected in 2018, he or she. Have you noticed that no one's talking about Michelle Obama going into politics, by the way? You know she's a lawyer too, right? Pretty good one. You do know that she was a lawyer for a hospital. She knows all about health care. She, I'm sure, knew the ins and outs of Obamacare. 
She knew what the flaws were going to be. She knew what the pros was going to be, as well as the cons. Just something to think about. Something to think about. We got to stop getting the hustle, black folks. We got to we, we we have to start thinking in advance. We have to start looking at some of this stuff and saying, man, oh man, oh man, oh man, wow, this ain't fitting me. Wow, this isn't fitting us. Wow. This is not good for us. We have to. We have to stop listening to the black publications that are owned by white media. Yeah, they get bought out. These corporations are merging. That's what happens once you have um, once you have an economy downturn. Everybody start merging with everybody. Who start buying up all the black publications? Essence. Ebony, why you think you got more interracial sections of those shows now? Why? Simply because, hey, that's who's pushing it. Yeah, the white man in love with the cocoa. <laughs> you didn't know? Yeah, brother, that's why he's telling you. That's why he's messing with your taste buds. He's in love with the cocoa. You know? He gets Halle Berry, you get Beulah Ballbreaker. That's how that works. If you're getting hustled, we have to be more vigilant of the hustle. We need to start voting in blocks. We have to start creating things. Like I said earlier, we don't believe in other people's agendas because we don't have one for ourselves. We haven't sat down, tuned everyone else out, and say, "Hey, this is what this is the make or break on the ballot for us." This candidate has to talk about this for us or we are not voting for this candidate. You won't be able to do it in 2016. That SummerSlam, WrestleMania, Survivor Series match between Clinton and Trump has already been booked. The friends will duke it out in the ring. What we have to do, what we have to do as a people is that we have to be more vigilant, and more understanding of the fact that they are not for us, neither one, neither party. They're not. They have no interest in helping us. They don't. So we better start helping ourselves. Best way to do that now is to start voting locally and investing. Now, look, I'm going to tell you, if you heard the show before, you might be saying, well, brother, didn't you say not to vote before? I did tell you not to vote before, and I'm, I'm standing by not putting all of your eggs in politics. I'm saying put your faith in the vote that you can control. Ladisha uh, <laughs> said, Makai like the uh, cocoa reference. Yeah, Makai, they are in love with the cocoa. Uh, you know, that is something that we have to think forward on. That's how you avoid being hustled. You prepare. Preparation. We need to get prepared more than ever because this is what's it, it's bad. And it's only going to get worse. It is. What do you think is going to happen when they have to do an inventory of all of the white 
uh, men and women or girls and boys who are hooked on heroin. In Minnesota, we've already saw it. A African-American female woman was selling heroin. A Marine vet bought it, had an overdose. They locked her up. Every other week, I'm seeing her face plastered all over the news for the same case. There's nothing new to that case. He was a drug addict who bought drugs. He died because of the drugs. But it's the reason why they keep showing you her face. The main reason why they keep showing you her face is because they're going to lay down the case. It's where this predatory or the uh, super predator thing comes back in. That this is the face of the heroin addict. Now, black woman, I know you like to talk about your advancements in, in, in life and in, in the society. I just want to let you know that, hey, man, you guys are moving up the food chart, I guess. You went from being um, the welfare queen to the picture of the crackhead to now you're going to be the face of drug dealing. Congratulations. I'm not doing this. This is what the white folks that a lot of you love, this is what they're doing. And it's heartbreaking because we know once they start putting this propaganda out here and they start going in this way, if the men are already in a position where they're struggling to find work, what happens when you start attacking the moms after you've paralyzed the scholars with, without, with not taking responsibility for their actions at school? There is no love because you're telling us the only way we can be happy is if we get one of you. Nobody's supporting black love anymore. I remember the uproar about the Cheerio commercial. And why are people upset? And black people are complaining. And black, I'm like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. who's complaining? I've been seen. I live in Minnesota. This is the land of the light skin. It's nothing new to me. I'm not shocked that we got children who got a white mother and black father, black black mother and white. I mean, in Minnesota, that's commonplace. See that all the time. I mean, this is a place where, you know, Home Prince, Morris Day, Alexander O'Neill. That's what they do. So I'm not shocked by it. However, don't mean I got to support it. Don't mean I got to go out and do it. Don't mean that I have to um, promote it. You know, I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not wailing against it either, because to me. I already told you, the black woman is the best thing before sliced bread. So if you, as a black man, decide that you want to go out and get you something other than a black woman, well, you're deciding to get less, in my opinion. I, well, you know what, I'm going to stop saying in my opinion, in my facts. I mean, because ain't nobody proved to me yet that somebody's better than a black woman. So, for me, that's fact. I would take... Uh, what was that sister name? The one that played in Precious? Man, I'll take her over Kim Kardashian. In a heartbeat. I know she's genuine. I don't care about, about her weight. I know she's genuine. I know nine times out of ten we'd probably be able to, 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 to get some things accomplished for our people. I ain't. She ain't got a second guess, guess who I'm down for. I ain't got a second guess who she's down for. If I'm upset because some uh, some, some bigot did something to me at work, you know, 
if it's prejudice or, or racial prejudice or racism I'm fighting against, man, I know she understands. I don't care you spent a lot of money on your backside. Like, it's more to a black woman than a big butt. Sorry, white woman. I'm just not impressed. I'm not. So with all that to be said, we got to stop allowing people to tell us what we should be doing in these elections. Stop telling us that our ancestors died for our right to vote. No, our ancestors died for our right to vote, but they, they, they wanted us to have the option. That's it. It's an option. You can vote. You can't vote. If you don't vote, I'm not saying that you're wrong, because what game plan have we given you to vote? What are we telling you about? Are we telling you what judges to vote for? Where's the where's the where's the where's where, where the, the the booth cheat sheet? Where's that at? Alex Winston, if you're listening, give me that cheat sheet so I can put that on www.theunintendedcitizen.com. I'll put that up this weekend. Matter of fact, I got some new content that I'm coming out with this weekend. Matt, yeah, yeah. I was going to do that F your top ten, but we we couldn't get the video, uh, the audio to sync right with the video. So we're going to have to uh, refilm that all over again. But we're going to launch the, the, the website this weekend. We're going to got some some nice articles, and, I, and one of the things I'm talking about on there is the Great American Sacrifice, which is part of the Great American Hustle. Anytime there's an issue with African Americans, we're told that we have to put our struggle on the back burner to support whites. Time and time again. It never fails. It never fails. Time and time again, we're told, for the greater good of the country, Colin Kaepernick, you need to stand up. For the greater good of the country, um, let me see, what else? Uh, (laughs) You know, for the greater good of the country, no reparations for y'all. That'll break the country. Never mind it breaking us. Never mind that. For the greater good of the country, uh, you guys need to uh, you 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 need to stop having less babies. How's that helping us? <laughs> We're having less babies, and the Latinos are having more. How's that helping us? Oh, I get it. They had to slow us down. Because we outpopulate, the projections for us to outpopulate whites was fast. And we bought into it. We always do. We always buy into the rhetoric. We always buy into the hustle. That's why it's a great American hustle. So let me get this right. Our children, they're hustling us on that front. You just put them in schools and you don't check them out. Go check them schools out this week. Stop being gullible. Go in there. I don't care if you're looking up under the cupboards. Go check these schools out. Our love life, get off the websites. Stop giving them your money to find black love. Most of you live in black communities. Talk to the brother at the mailbox. Stop worrying about, um, you know, these things where uh, black women are being murdered because she said no. It's rare that you're going to find a black male that's going to kill you because you refuse to give me a number. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it's not happening at a point to where Essence needed to put out that hit piece on black men, which is irresponsible, very irresponsible. And like I said before, sisters, when they attack us, they attack you too. When they attack you, they attack us too, period. 
but we gotta we gotta start communicating on that front when it comes to black love. Get all of these people out of the middle. The Jerry Springers, the Maury Povages, um, whomever, Judge, Joe, whoever, whatever, I don't care. But the only people that should be talking about black love is black people directly to each other. Don't take Steve Harvey's advice either. I'm just being real. A lot of these black celebrities that y'all run to, they're telling you the stuff to help you push your narrative. Where you you don't have to take responsibility for your action because it's the other person's fault. See, that other person, he hurt you, girl. Don't you know he hurt you? That's on him for hurting you. Oh, sister, you chose wrong. You, you chose option A when B was a better option. B just might have been a little bit shorter. He might have had a little bit more weight. Maybe he didn't have as much money. Who knows? Maybe he didn't have those funny eyes that you loved. I don't know. He didn't have long hair or he didn't have gold teeth or a tattoo. I don't know. I don't know what you're looking for. Maybe he didn't have a bald head, you know? Who knows? But you chose wrong. And that's okay. No one's knocking you for choosing wrong. There's no knock. I said that before, and the sister jumped all over me on, well, when you say black women are, are choosing wrong, that means you're saying it's all our fault. No, I ain't saying it's all your fault. I'm saying take some responsibility for the choice that you made. If a man has a child with you and he doesn't raise the child, man, that brother is a bum, period. If he's not there, not because you're keeping him away, but because he just doesn't want to be there, he's a bum. I can't condone no brothers not raising no black kids. I'm not condoning that. I'm I'm not even I'm not co signing that. I'm not high fiving that. Man, I don't even deal with those kind of brothers. To be honest. They don't travel in my circle. They're not a part of my friends. I'm not condoning that. I'm not cool with that. At all. I I I think it's paramount. That I, that I say that because I think sometimes when I say things or Rodney say things on his show, black women take it and they use it as a point to attack us. Well, well, that's from your male. Look, man, only the only point of view I got is a male point of view. I stand up when I pee. I'm sorry. I just think different. And I'm going to stand on my difference. And I'm still going to be my black, African, American, aggressive self. Why? Because if I wasn't that, I'd be dead already. I'm not going to allow you or white America to dictate to me what being a black man in this country is about. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your qualifications is. I don't care what letters you got behind your name. I went to a panel discussion a few months ago. Totally turned off by the panel discussion. Conversation was on the police and black people having a better working relationship. And one of the things that I heard was a buzzword. They got these buzz phrases all the time. And they said it's this toxic, uh, what they say was this toxic uh, masculine energy. And they were using it in reference to black men. And I'm like, man. We're here talking about police brutality, gunning his brother down on Facebook for the world to see this man take his last breaths, and 
the one thing you want to talk about is black men and black <laughs> black men and white men somehow are joint joint at the hip <laughs> with this toxic male energy. Almost lost it. Literally almost lost it. If it wasn't for Brother O, I would have stuck around because he had to go to work and he drove. But, man, if I would have been there by myself, we would have had some problems. I think that it's time for African-American men and women to stop being hustled. Now, I said it was going to be two hours today. I got to cut a little bit earlier because my wife, she pulled that. You know, see, here's the thing about, you know, women being oppressed. Somehow, some way, the wife still always get the final say. Somehow, some way. So I don't know too many black women who are married to black men. And look, I'm not no chump. You understand what I'm saying? I just say, look, I know how to uh, make things in the house work. But at the end of the day, it's, it's too many times that I hear, well, sisters are not, uh, well, nobody's hearing a voice. I hear a voice all the time. I try to make sure that I'm flexible to her, and I hope that she's flexible to me. Now, I'm going to say this. Sisters, you got to work a little bit more on being flexible to brothers. If you're single, stop stop playing this role like you think it's cool for everybody to get a piece of your heaven. Because the last word on that for this week is, is everybody's invited into your heaven. It's no longer heaven. It's just hell. It's a rest haven for trouble. With that, this is Rant Radio for the week. I'm your host, Thomas Berry. I appreciate those who listen and tune in. Those who are on the podcast, uh, who's going to check out the podcast later, I appreciate you as well. Make sure that you tune in to Our Own Voices this weekend with Rodney Smith and Angela Thomas. I don't know what the topic is going to be, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be a good one. Uh, Rodney, what time is your show? Is it around 1 uh, p.m.? I think it's 1 p.m. Pacific. Time, if I'm not mistaken But I just wanted to give them a shout out uh, It's their network I appreciate the opportunity uh, for me to come on uh, Like I said before This weekend make sure you check out www.theunintendedcitizen.com Banners will be fully up The site's not fully up and functional But we will have stories up and running uh, You'll see a couple of videos And I'm going to repost this on the, uh, on the website too uh, If you don't get a chance to check it out All right well, I'm around with you next week. Next week we're going to talk about uh, some of the topics that we talked about in depth. We are going to talk about why we've been hustling on the black relationship front. All right, I'm going to have my experts on, and they're going to talk in depth. I'm going to sit and listen, but it's our show. So remember, we're no longer doing two hours. We're only doing an hour now. We're making it short. We're making it sweet and simple. This week's two-hour show is because I missed a couple of weeks, and I wanted to give you something uh, to think about and ran about and come up with some solutions too. So y'all be easy. Thank you, Lanisha. Uh, thank you, Miss Houston. And also thank you, Brother Rodney, uh, for tuning in. Until next week, peace. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.